This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We are very, very excited tonight. Another Wednesday night tour at the Delechem Torah Center. 2013 East 13th Street. Everybody's invited. This is like the place to be, alright? You ready? Yeah, no joke. We have a big shiur tonight. Pasha Chavua tonight with lessons, Chinese food as well. Tonight I want to share a story before we start opening with Mayor. Mayor's here with us tonight. Mayor, if you don't mind, can I share with everybody? Okay. Mayor told me, he's a rabbi, I'm growing. And he's a witness over here. He says, Rabbi, I'm growing in Torah, I'm in sport. I I'm growing little by little. I want to I wanna make sure that I keep every single mitzvah. He says to me, I would like to share with you a story, and that is a few, um, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, was it? A few weeks ago, Mayor? A few days ago. A few days ago. A few days ago, he says to me, you don't understand what happened to me in my life. I said, this looks crazy. What happened? He's like, Rabbi, if I tell you, you won't believe me. I said, what? He says, I want to grow. And I said, this year, I'm going to put seat every Monday in honor of Hashem for the Torah. I'm doing it. We read the Torah Monday and Thursday. Monday, I'll put it on. That's what he said. And he's here, he's telling you. Right, Mayor? Yeah. He says, that's what I'm doing. Every Monday, he wants to grow, 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 grow. Now, this past Friday, this past Friday, he says, Rabbi, you don't know what happened to me. I said, what happened? He said, I was hospitalized. I said, what are you talking about? He says to me that he's walking. Are you walking or he's scootering? Scooting. scooting. He says, as he's scooting, he says... He gets hit by a car. He goes flying. The Hasalah came. They took him to the hospital right away. Emergency. They did every scan possible. They say, we can't believe it. This is a miracle. Now one scratch, everything is clear. He looks back and he says, Rabbi, that Friday morning, I said, even though I put on tzitzit on Mondays, I'm putting it on Friday. And he put it that day and he got saved from the tzitzit. He got saved from the tzitzit. He says that, that's what saved his life. What saved his life was, every Monday he says you start putting it on. Now he says, Friday he just felt an earth so he put on the tzitzit. And he says, Friday he got hit by a car with the scooter. He got hit, he was riding a scooter and he got hit by a car. And Hashem saved his life. He says the tzitzit was his shmirah through the mitzvah of that. Mayor Azagbalu. Really, really beautiful mayor. I'm so happy to be a part of this story and the shaliyah to say it over. And um, now it's time to say some beautiful lessons of the Torah Kedusha. I'd like to start with this. Could you imagine three days after, by the way, this is a rule. If, heaven forbid, nobody should ever go through a surgery, but if heaven forbid, a person has to go through a surgery, it's like the third day, it's like the most, like, oh, pain. So now what happens? Avraham Avinu, we all know, he's on the third day, full pain, 
And Hashem brings out the sun, the hottest day of the year in history. In history, takes out the shell and says, the sun is moaning. Why? Because he knows Abraham Avinu, you have to stay home. Don't go out and get guests. Third day comes, Hashem visits him. By the way, if you ever visit somebody, Talakha says, Rabbi Nohaim Palachi brings it down also, be careful not to stay on the, on the head of, of the person that's sick. Like, you know how like, he's lying down in, in the bed? Don't go on top next to his head. Now go on the side. Don't go over his head. Why? Because the person that's sick is brought down, the Shekhinah comes down, rests on top of him. And therefore, you're not allowed to go, let's say, for, you, you go on the side, but not by, by his head. That's his spot. He's visiting the sick. Abraham Avinu gets visited by Hashem. Hashem is visiting him now. All of a sudden, what happens? Abraham sees three guests. And it's brought down, and, and the rabbis teach us, that he went out in the gruesome pain, in the sweltering heat, to go greet these guests, and not just greet them. Give them the best of the best of the best of the best. And from, but what do you mean? There's a problem with this story. You know what the problem is? The problem is Hashem was visiting him. How do you leave Hashem? Everybody hears the question? How do you leave How do you leave Hashem? He's visiting you. He's visiting you. How do you leave Hashem? Can you answer me? The answer is, they bring down, that the greeting of uh, what's greater, is greater than the Kabbalah of Pnei Now that needs, whoa, that's a wild statement. That needs understanding with itself. And I think the understanding to that is very simple. I think the understanding to that is because Hashem loves mitzvot. And I know I'm with you. But I know I want you to do mitzvot. That's what I want. Beautiful. You're doing awesome. You're doing awesome. But how? From here you see, Hanasalim is greater. But the question is, how did Abraham Avinu know that? We know that. But how did Abraham Avinu know that he's allowed to leave the Shekhinah right now to greet the guests? Is that a super, super duper question or no? Jacob! Shut the door please if you don't mind. Jacob, you had a question, Jacob? Super duper question? Again, the question is, how did Abraham Avinu know? Abraham Avinu is with God. And now he says, oh, Hashem, one minute. I have to go visit the guests, I have to bring them in, I have to do that. Mechila. How does Abraham Avinu know that? How? You know how? I'll explain to you. Listen good to what I'm telling you. In life, you must understand, Abraham was on a constant mitzvot, 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 Torah, Yirat Hashem, Yirat Shamayim. He was on a constant basis of learning, doing, non-stop. And what happened was, he got on such a level that his body able to sense where there's a magnetic force that he has to go do that mitzvah. You know what I just said? Imagine right now a magnet. You have a magnet, right? 
You go like this. Avraham Avinu, his whole life, he was involved with doing Torah, mitzvot, 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 mitzvot. He got to such a level that when he felt the mitzvah near him, he felt the magnetic pull towards that mitzvah. And therefore he says, wait, Hashem, I'm talking to you, but my legs are moving towards Hagnasad Ochim. Must be, that's what you want. That's what I'm going to do. Because he built himself so much of Kedusha and Tara that he understood. If this is what Hashem wants, how do I know that? It's magnetic pull. Magnetic pull. And if you look at Avram, his name changed from Avram to what? Avraham. What's the numerical value of Avraham? Come sit, sit, Yonatan, sit. What's the numerical value of Avraham? Anybody know? 248. 248. You know what 248 represents? Very good. Guys, no talking, please, please, no talking. It distracts me because I, I, I get gassed. But Nati said it perfect. Nati said 248 is the limbs of a person's body. Avram was switched his name to Avraham. And if you do numerical value, Aleph, Bed, Reja, it spells 248 because his limbs were so kadosh because he got to the level where it became a magnetic pull. Wow, 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 wow. I got to just automatically have an urge to grab on to the mitzvot. Yeah, but did, any, did anybody ever meet an alcoholic? I hope you guys never did, but I'm saying like, did anybody make a real alcoholic, a real, real, real? You know what this alcoholic is? He wakes up in the morning and he has an urge for a drink. It's an automatic magnetic pull. Imagine you wake up in the morning and you're you know, alcoholic. You just can't. Why? It's a magnetic pull. But Abraham Abinu was such a Kadosh Elyon. He was so holy that he dedicated his life to Hashem, his own entire life, that he said to himself that, I'm going to do this. I know I have a goal. My goal is what? Serving Olam. Hashem is giving us crazy reward in Shemaim after, after this world, and the next world is giving us amazing reward. That being the case, i got to focus on my goal. What's my goal? Torah Mitzvot. And he kept on doing Torah Mitzvot, Torah Mitzvot, Torah Mitzvot, that automatically, if he felt the Mitzvah, it would pull him up. i got to do that Mitzvah. So when the Shekhinah was in his house visiting him, when the Shekhinah was in his house visiting him, he felt a pull, whoa, what's going on? I feel like something, I have to go there. There I have to go. So that's how Abraham Avinu knew. That's how Abraham And that's the way we have to be. You know, it has to be, not, not a fight. It's got to be a magnetic pull. You have classes at nights. You have shiurim at night. It's automatic. All right, where are you going tonight? I'm going to class. Oh, really? What's going on? It's my thing I do. It's my thing I do. This is what I do. What are you doing? I'm going to pray. Where are you praying? Shachrit in the morning. All right, very good. Three times a day I pray Mincha Shachrit and Arbit. How is that? It's a magnetic pull. It's just pulling me. I learned Torah. I don't, uh, of course I learned Torah. It just pulls me. I have to learn today. I have to learn. Why? Because you build yourself, you build yourself, you build yourself, you build yourself, you build yourself until eventually you get to that level where you start feeling where I can't do without. There's a guy in our shul. His name is Mike Fax. Okay? The reason why I mention his name is because I'm going to tell you what happened. 
he started with us. And you might, you might have heard this a few times, but, but I, I, I really, I remember one day, he comes every single day to the shul, first one. I remember the first day he came. Mike Fax came in with a tank top, spiked hair, chain, shorts. Rabbi, I'm calling once a week. Once a week. Then he started coming more and more and more. Now he comes every single day, the first one in shul, learns an hour and a half before prayers, okay, every single morning. Listen to this, listen to this. One day, some reason when he was starting, he doesn't miss, one day he missed. And he called me up, and he said, Rabbi, I don't feel good. I was like, why not? He said, because I missed. I don't feel good. Because he got to that level of where it's in my it's in my stream. I need it. It's like, I need it. It's impossible without. I need it. And that's a, a good thing. A person needs the spirituality. A person needs the Torah Mitzvot. And who's teaching us that? Abraham Avinu was teaching us that. Because Abraham Avinu got to the point where even his limbs were like, oh, there's a mitzvah over there. So he knew, Shekhinah, you're here. But I have a magnetic pull. There's a mitzvah. I must be going there. And his name changed because of that to Abraham Avinu. His limbs, 248 limbs, were like that. David Melech, when he would walk outside his door, it would be a magnetic pull to go to the Beit Midrash. That's the way it was. That's the way it was. How do you get to that level? Very simple. Going in and out every single day, again and again and again and again. And you feel that sensation. Eventually you feel it. Like, you know, like, wow, I'm not, I, I'm just a different person. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. And then you feel bad if you don't do it. You feel like, oh, you feel regretful. I feel because you're, you're addicted to it. You're addicted to it. You got to get addiction to the Torah mitzvot. That's what you have to be addicted to. Because addiction, you can be addicted to a lot of things. I don't have to say. You know, addicted to this, addicted to that, addicted to that. But you have to be addicted to the Torah. You have to be addicted to Hashem. You have to have an addiction to Hashem. You wake up in the morning, ah, I love you, Hashem. Be addicted to Hashem. No joke. Be addicted to Him. I love you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. I, I, I can't repay you. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And this is the first lesson that we learned over here in this week's parasha. The first lesson, like we said, was what? Was? What? Getting, learning from Avraham Avinu. How did he know that Hanasat Ochim was greater than Pnei How did he know? The answer is, because he did so much Torah mitzvot in his lifetime, that he got addicted to the mitzvot so much that it was a magnetic pull, that it pulled him towards that mitzvah. It became automatic. It became automatic that it was a pull. Abotai, I'd like to mention one more thing about, about the next part of the Parashat Shavuah. And that is, you see, did Abraham Avinu have servants, yes or no? Did he have servants? Yes or no? Did he have servants? Yes or no? He had the years, he had servants. But you see a very interesting thing. You know what you see? When it comes to serving the people, why didn't he tell the servants, go serve them? Right? Why didn't he tell them? Why didn't Abraham Avinu say, listen, oh, Eliezer, there's three guys outside, make sure you get some good meat. Make some good brisket. 
Why did Abraham do it? And Abraham has, ex- has an excuse to say, I can't do it, right? He, he's a, yeah, he's a bring me love, third day, come on. He wants to get the scoot. He wants to get the scoot. I hear that. <coughs> Very good answer. You got that answer? Very good answer. But it's, he wants the scoot. But it's even more than that. He wanted to show the respect for these people. He wanted to show the respect. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. If somebody comes to your house, like, oh, yeah, knocks on your door, grabs staka. So you tell your little kid, I'll oh, give him a dollar. So the guy feels bad. That's not respectful for, for that guy. You understand what I'm trying to say? You go, here's a dollar. Hashem, Abraham Avinu wanted to show respect to the people, and that's why actually he went. Now, the same thing, it says what? The Pasuk says, He sees these three he says, brings this whole thing. If you look further on, Sarah Imenu, in this week's parasha, she gets taken from Avimelech. She gets taken from Avimelech. And as she gets taken, Avimelech gets punished that night. He gets punished that night. He gets a very big punch. So wait, why is this happening? Hashem tells him that what? That? It's because of? What does Hashem say? What, is, what does he say? Because he took Sarah. Because he took Sarah. Very good. Because he took Sarah. Now, Avimelech comes back to what? Abraham. And tells Abraham, Abraham, how could you do that? You told me that what? I was told that she's your sister. You would have got me in trouble. What's Abraham Avinu's answer back to Avimelech? Anybody know? Wow, Nati, you are on a roll today. You are on a roll today, Nati. You heard what, you heard what Nati says over here? He says that what? He says that there's no Yirat Shamayim in this place. Over here, you I'm lacking Yirat Shamayim. It sounds that everything else there was. But Yirachamaim there was not Yirachamaim. Now why is that so important? Because I want to tell you something. If a person does not have Yirachamaim, he's a loose cannon. You don't know that because you didn't tick him off. But if you tick this person off, he's a loose cannon. There's no stopping him. He could be the nicest guy. But if he doesn't have Yirat Shamayim, he's not afraid of God. If you get into a fight with him, he'll do some crazy, crazy stuff. Because he's not afraid. He doesn't have any mercy. And therefore what's going on over here is, Avimelech takes Sarah, and now he comes back and says, Abraham, how come you didn't tell me that she's your wife? Why would you sketch me? And Abraham says, because I saw there's no Yirat Shamayim, there's only one thing missing, Yirat Shamayim. You're very nice, you're very polite, you're very pleasant. But one thing is for sure, there's no Yirat Shamayim. There's no Yirat Shamayim, guess what? There's zero. What do we say in the Eshet Hayim? Sheker achen veheven ayofi. Isha Yirat Adonai hititalah. I ask you a question. You're telling me beauty is heaven? Are you telling me beauty is heaven? Are you telling me charm is nothing? Sheker? What are you talking about? When we speak about our, our forefathers, 
our ancestors, we speak about them, we say, she was Yefatoar, Yefat Mar'eh. All the time you see in the Torah, wow, she was Yefat Mar'eh. The Torah doesn't add an extra word. And what does it say? Oh, she was so beautiful. Yefat Mar'eh, Yefatoar. So it's not, because if it was Hamil, why are you saying that? So Yofi, there's truth to Yofi. The Gemara speaks about the foremost beautiful woman in the world. Who cares? Who cares how beautiful the girl is? Foremost beautiful woman in the world. That's what the Gemara says. And the names, this girl. Who cares? Because Yofi, there's truth to beauty. There is truth to beauty. We say every day, Show favor, give us charm. We say, give us charm. So how could the Eshet Chayil at the end say, A girl? We want to see who's the, who's the girl. They're warning you, Eshet Chayil is warning you, be careful. Be careful from the charm, it's Sheket. It's false. Be careful from the Yofi. It's fake. It's nothing. What are you talking about? It's not true. How's it true? You know what the answer is? The answer is, it's true if there's no Yirat Shamayim. But once there's Yirat Shamayim, then everything puts into place. She has Yirat Shamayim, and she's beautiful, and she's charming, 10-10. She's beautiful. She's charming. Zero. Fact. Sheker achen, hevelayofi. Zero. Chen, hevelayofi. So who should you pick? Isha yirat Adonai, she will take care of you through thick and thin, this girl. You know that? You know that? Because there's something in marriage that sticks. You know, people think they're going to get married to a, whatever it is, a model, and that's it. Oh! You see stars, actors, you see all these people. What do they do? They ma- you said, wow, he married the biggest model. What happens? They get divorced. They couldn't even last for three years. What happened? You're looking at this. This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. Because the beauty is not what holds the marriage. It's not the beauty that's all the marriage. Look at any other, look at any guy. You think the guy is always going to stay uh, fit like this, like that? He gets a little bit older, maybe 50. He starts losing some hair, starts getting a belly. Start, and you're like, and he goes, this is the guy that I married. What? Where's his muscle? Where's this? Where's that? I got a beer belly now. It's coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is the guy. What? Well, you think when, when the lady's 85 years old, uh, wow, God, you're looking gorgeous. Let me tell you. <laughs> but she's your wife. 19 year old, the 19, 21 year old, 30. This is the girl that I married, 25 year old. Come on! It's not the beauty that's going to hold the marriage. You know what's, what's going to hold the marriage? Yirat Shamayim. You know what part of a marriage is Yirat Shamayim? Is loyalty to each other. You know what loyalty to each other is? You ever see what they say, like the Goyim, they say, well, I, I hereby married, what, what do they say? Uh, through 
poor, rich, uh, sick or healthy, this, that, 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 and do, will you be ever for my wife? <laughs> you know the whole situation? What are they doing? You know what they're doing? Something called loyalty. Loyalty in marriage is what sticks. It's when you look at that girl that you're getting married to, and that girl looks at you back at you and says, listen, I'm loyal forever with you. You're the most good-lookingest guy I can imagine the world. And you look back at her and saying, you know, you are the 10-10 girl in the entire world. You're my princess, you're my queen, you're my beauty. There's nobody else that exists in my life. There's no other girl that exists in my life as beautiful as you. Wow. That's loyalty. That's loyalty. That's going to hold the marriage together. That's the Yirat Shamayim that we're talking about. The Yirat Shamayim is where you have to understand that marriage isn't just, it's, it's great and it's beautiful. But marriage is part of marriage is what is going for that, having the same goal, having the Yirat Shamayim, and that's what will bring. And therefore, Avraham Avinu says, you guys are nice. You guys are great. But guess what? There's no Yirat Shamayim. If there's no Yirat Shamayim, the second you want something, you'll do anything to get it. You'll steal, and you'll rob, and you'll kill. And you'll even kill me to get my wife. And therefore, I had to lie to you and tell you what I had to tell you. And that's why he's telling you over here. That what? Main thing, you have to understand. Yirat Shamayim. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. And that is something amazing, actually. In the Parashat Shavuah as well. And that is one of the most most talked about tests of Abraham Avinu is is what? Akedat Ishaq. Now if you analyze this Akedat Ishaq, there's one thing you have to understand. He sacrificed his son, yes or no? Do you guys know what happened in Ur Kasdim? Anybody know? Does anybody know what happened in Ukazdim? Abraham Avinu got thrown in the fire. Imrod threw him in the fire, correct? Yes or no? He threw him in the fire. Is that not crazy? He, he said, okay, okay, I'll chuck you in the bonfire. Chuck me, I'm going to chuck you. I'll chuck me. Chucks him in the bonfire, comes out alive. Isn't that a great test? How come by Akedah Yitzhak, if you think about it, it's similar. It's just, he, if anything, Abraham Avinu had to sacrifice himself, himself. He would have he burnt the law. Pain it is. Over there, he does, You know how pain and suffering is a person burns in a fire? Imagine getting roasted and toasted. The guy puts you out as a, as a, as a like a, making you like into a skewer. Boom, tach, go, 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 go. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You're not burning hot enough. Pull you out. Pull you out. Put back in. Ah! I can only suck one shot. Shuck! I want to know from everybody over here, what could it be? I hear what you're saying. I heard, I heard your point. I'm going to tell you the answer. You ready for the answer? I'll tell you. The answer is, <coughs> you have to know, Akedah Ishaq, Abraham Avinu, is walking to the Akedah. 
as he's walking, Midrash says, there was an old man that comes over to him and says, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Do you think God really wants you to go and sacrifice your son? Are you, are you, are you, a, are you a, a wild? So what does he say? He says, uh, get away from me. Then a little boy goes to Yitzhak. Yitzhak, uh, can I ask you something? Um, you, you know what your father's taking you? He's taking you to what? To kill you. What? Ah, huh? What are you talking about? Daddy, where? Yitzhak, I get it. Midrash says, they continue walking. They get into a river of water. And, they, and Abraham's still going. And the water gets to the neck of Abraham, and Abraham says, wait, 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 wait. This doesn't even make sense. This doesn't even make sense. There's not supposed to be a river over here. I walked here before. There's no river over here. Must be the Yetzirah is playing games. He wants to stop me. He prays to Hashem, Hashem, please don't stop me, please. Help me fight the Yetzirah. Let me get out of here. The water vanishes. Abraham goes. Abraham goes on. By now Yitzhak is on Nakedah. What happens? The Malach says, don't touch him. Abraham says, wait, but just a little bit. Let me give him a, like a nick. Let me give him a little nick. Not even Don't even give him a blemish. Now one nick, not nothing, zero. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I do? He says, okay. He goes, he goes, get all of it. Let me take some. I need something. I need something. What do you do? He takes a ram. He says, oh, the ram will be instead of Yitzhak. He takes the ram. He brings that. So you know, you know what, you know what the, the, the lesson here to be learned is? Abraham Avinu could have stopped right away. Right by the sea, right by the water. He could have said, Hashem, I tried doing it. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. He could have said that right there and then. He had a million and one excuses to say, I'm patur. He could have. But he had such a desire in his in his body to do what Hashem wanted, that nothing was stopping at his way. Nothing at all. And that's Abraham Avinu. And that's why he's greater than every single one of the greatest things. You know why he's greater than anything? Uchazdim. Okay, I'm out. Fine. Chugging the fire. It's great. But this is an ex- you could pull an excuse. You could pull excuses, excuses, excuses. And guess what? He did not say one excuse, and he went till the end. Rabotai, in life, a person, you tell him, Bichacham, he has an excuse right away. Oh, I came because this, 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 this. No, you could. You just say, I can't. You could. Be this. Do this. Uh, come to shul three times a day. I can't. Come pray minha every day. I can't. I know a fellow, he told me I can't. He lost his business. He lost his business. Guess what? Now, he took upon himself to pray minha every single day, and he told me what he makes in one, back in the day, what he made in one year, he makes now in one month. I thought he can't pray minha every day. The answer is, he can. Yeah, you can. You just can. But there's a million and one excuses. Abraham Avinu teaches us no excuses. You ever hear of this guy, Abraham Lincoln? You heard of him? You heard of him? If you look and read about him, you know how many failures he had? You know he got, he was engaged once and he was about to get married. His wife died. He lost his business twice. He went from every election, election, running for senator, running for speaker of the house, running for this, running for that. He lost and lost and lost and lost and lost and lost and lost every single time. You go read up about him. Go read up. Go look. Abe Lincoln. Look how many times this guy failed. Look how many times he And guess what? What happens at the end? He becomes the president of the United States. Hey! Simple. 
he never gave up. Abraham Avinu says, this is, what, this is what Hashem wants for me? Allah! No excuses! Look at the, the ever here of a uh, chicken, fried chicken. You know what I'm talking about, the KFC? You know what I'm talking about or no? Yeah. You, know, you, know how, you, know, you know the story behind him? Oh my goodness, this guy, he fell, what's his name again? Colonel, the colonel. Listen to this story with the KFC. Listen to this. Listen to this. He failed and failed and failed and failed and failed. He couldn't. He had his chicken that he wanted to sell. The chicken, chicken, chicken. They were calling him a chicken. Right? Finally, what happens one day, he goes, he does his thing. At the age of 65, he failed every business. He failed, 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 failed. Age of 65. He says, you know what? I'm going to try a new thing. I'm going to try do chickens. And that ended up, he says, I can make the best fried chicken. Nobody can make the best fried chicken as me. He started frying chicken. He never gave up. He never ever gave up. You know, I saw an awesome uh, 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 thing. It says, winners aren't those who don't fail. Winners are those who don't quit. Deep. Deep. You could fail in, in whatever you're doing. But if you don't quit, you'll win. You'll win. If this is what you want, you'll win. You'll win. But the thing is, there has to be a will for it. It has to be a desire for it. And Abraham Avinu's desire and the will was to do the will of Hashem. And therefore, nothing was stopping him. He had a million one excuses. He could have said, I'm dead, I'm hatched, I can't. What does he do? Excuses given. He says, I'll go till the end and not make one excuse. Not one excuse. And this is Rabotai, the three lessons that we're learning today. First lesson, let's just go over. First lesson by Abraham Avinu, he was so addicted to the mitzvot and so in, involved in it that automatically his, his, he was a magnetic pull. He had Abraham 248 limbs of his body. That's the miracle of Abraham. It clinged magnetic pull to the mitzvot. Second thing he says, was about Yirat Shamayim. How a person needs to have Yirat Shamayim. And it's very important because guys or girls who are not married yet and they want to get married, you have to understand Yirat Shamayim first. First. And then all the other good stuff. You know, now, Pop, there's that, she's beautiful, Rabbi. Great, great, great. If that's beautiful. But what? That's the first. And the last thing we're saying here tonight is what? Is about Abraham Avinu. That what? He could have gave a million one excuses. And he didn't. And that's why Abraham. And I'll just end off with this thing. If you look at the Akedah, it says, at the end, it says, Abraham, Abraham. It says, Abraham, Abraham. Why twice Abraham, Abraham? So I saw a shot, amazing. I believe it's the Zohar that brings it down. Why Abraham, Abraham? You know why Abraham, Abraham? Because in Shamayim, they see your potential. In this world, they see who you are. And they want to see if you fit the same fit as that. They saw after the 10th test that Abraham Avinu passed the test. So now they're saying, the Malach Hashem is saying, by the way, I'm in Shamayim right now. You're the same Abraham in Shamayim. Abraham. You're the same one. Because a person has to know your potential is great. You got to just pull through. And guess what? After 120, they're going to see. You're supposed to be like this? Did you get there? That's why it's our obligation to serve Hashem and pull out full efforts in serving Him. Hashem. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.